0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Rising like the eagle. Rising like the
1: eagle the eagle. God has been calling every one of us to arise and to shine. Today I want to explore what it means to be an eagle in our generation. We want to understand and imitate the ways of the eagle. We would also like to note some lifestyles that contradict that of the eagle And commit ourselves to eliminating them from our lives or avoiding people with those lifestyles as we rise to the next level let's take our foundational scripture from the book of Job chapter 39 verse 27 to verse 29 Job 39 Verse 27 to verse 29 Rising like the eagle. It says, Does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high? On the rock it dwells and resides, on the crag of the rock and the stronghold from there it spies out the prey its eyes observe from afar the eagle is mentioned whenever we think of leadership strength authority majesty dominion and power nobody uses the eagle to connote weakness failure or timidity whenever you mention the eagle certain images form in your mind several countries put the eagle on their coat of arms or on their currency to communicate sovereignty and authority Now, if God wants us to renew our strength and to enjoy leadership in our field, then we must mount up like the eagle, like, resembling. And so what is the way of the eagle? How does the eagle behave? if god says we should mount up like it means something about the way we do things must resemble must imitate must follow the way of the eagle if you want to follow something you must observe how that thing behaves and imitate that behavior for that to happen we need to understand the ways the mannerisms the attitudes and the philosophy of the eagle. The first thing you recognize about the eagle is that it operates from an elevated position. An elevated position. In Job 39 that we read from the verse 27 to the verse 28, it says, does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high on the rock it dwells and resides on the crag of the rock and the stronghold now this communicates a certain high position from which the eagle operates the eagle makes its nest in what is called the crag of the rock Now, if you've seen a picture of rocky mountains, there is often a sharp protruding part of the rock that is the most dangerous part and that every normal person would like to avoid. That is where the eagle builds its nest. A place that ordinary people cannot venture. A place that you cannot dare to go until you are Leader, or you have strength when you live like the eagle, you lift yourself above the thinking, above the philosophies, above the ideas, and above the language of those at the bottom. It is important to understand that at the place where God has put us, when everybody else says, I am fainting, you say. I am rising and I am shining. Tell somebody, I am rising and I'm shining. Tell the next person, I am rising and I'm shining. What is an elevated position? It is a position that those who are below cannot attain to and cannot understand how you live there and operate there. It is that place where you say like, Joseph... You offended me. You betrayed me. You hurt me badly. And you meant it for evil. But guess what? I see God's purpose revealed in what has happened. And so I choose to love you and I choose to forgive you. That is the elevated position. Tell somebody I'm rising. In this season, as God reveals his ultimate purpose for our lives... We need to lift ourselves above the ordinary thinking. 1 Corinthians twelve thirty one calls it a more excellent way. A more excellent way. There are other ways to do things, but this is a more excellent way. To forgive. To believe. To be lifted up. To think above the thinking of people who don't know Christ. An elevated position. The second thing we see about the eagle is vision and strategic focus. A sense of vision and a certain focus that it has in that elevated position. Verse 29 of Job 39 says, And from there, that means that from the elevated position, it spies out the prey and its eyes observe from afar. The eagle is always scanning the environment. And for that reason, it's able to observe two things ahead of everybody else. One is opportunity and two is danger. From that elevated position, it's able to spot a blessing and spot an opportunity before everybody else sees it. At the same time if there is impending danger it is able to see it first before everybody else sees it it is said that your elevation determines your perspective that means that how high you stand determines how far you can see somebody standing on a skyscraper is able to see further than somebody standing on the ground and so when you lift yourself up like the eagle you can see a blessing and you can see opportunity from afar and so when Elijah says I hear the sound of abundance of rain everybody else is seeing drought but because you have been lifted up you can see what God is about to do and prepare yourself for it the eagle leader Running a business, a church, a school, an institution sees far into the future and works their way backwards. As a result, every thought, every action is working towards a grand plan. Tell somebody, elevate. Elevate. Tell the person, "Be be strategic. The eagle has what is called strength of vision. It is the only bear that is able to look straight into the sun without getting blinded it is able to look at the sun direct without getting blinded eagles have what is called the 20 20 vision that means that they have two centers of focus in their eyes at the same time the eagle flying in the sky can see a rabbit running a mile away to the left and at the same time see a fish in the water the eagle has four times the sharpness of the eye of a perfect human vision can see four times better than a human being with a perfect vision and so being able to see two opportunities at the same time means that the eagle can leverage his strength in different directions can i tell somebody that the things that god spoke about mean that we should be able to access opportunity in different places at the same time may god give you a multitasking multi-dimensional anointing and ability you can see the rabbit and you can see the fish some of the things that God will do in your life will not be one dimensional. He's opening a door here, another door here, and a door right in front of you. But you have capacity to see all of them. 2020 vision means you can combine different things with excellence. The third thing we see about the eagle is speed and agency speed and agency. Stay with me in the book of Job and cross to chapter 9 and the verse 26. Anytime the flight of the eagle is described, there is an emphasis on speed. Job chapter 9 verse 26 says, they pass by like swift ships, like an eagle swooping on its prey. I love the word swoop. If you have not seen an eagle, the nearest you can see or grasp of the word swoop is where a hawk sees a chicken and comes diving down to catch it. But swoop talks about a fast, strong movement with speed and agency. When the eagle spots A prey from afar, very often, that animal is also running. It's a moving target. Now, what the eagle does is almost like a a photographer focusing the lens. It just looks at it and adjusts its eyes and then locks its gaze. Now, when it locks its gaze, it's almost like it's taking a photograph of you and said, You, you are finished it locks its gaze on the animal and no matter how fast the animal runs once the gaze is locked the eagle comes diving down no barrier, no obstacle, no hindrance will stop it until it grabs the prey and it flies away may God give you the strength to lock your eyes on the targets he has placed in front of you some of the things God will show you will be so big but may you be able to lock your gaze and as you begin to swoop a target may cross you discouragement may come your way but just stay focused until you grab that prey and fly out into the sky some of the things that god will open your eyes to see at the same time 20 other people are looking at the same thing you can't afford to walk about As if nothing is at stake. God is tearing something in your heart. God has literally hijacked somebody's thing he's about to do and open your eyes to see it. You need to hit the ground and run. Habakkuk says, write the vision and make it plain that he may walk slowly that reads it. Is that what your Bible said? He may walk casually that reads it. He may walk forgetfully that reads it. What does the Bible say? What does it say? run Habakkuk 2 verse 2, run you need to run with the picture God gives you, run with it urgency in this season of acceptance, when God opens your eye to an opportunity, you run urgency is an indication of your passion and your commitment, you can't tell somebody, I'm passionate about this and you are taking it very easy, no no you've got to run the fourth dimension of the attributes of the eagle is effortless movement in proverbs 30 verse 18 and the verse 19 bible says there are three things that are too wonderful for me yes for which i do not understand Verse 19. The way of an eagle in the air. The way of a serpent on a rock. The way of a ship in the midst of the sea. And the way of a man with a virgin. Let's stick with the first one. The way of an eagle in the air. The writer says, there's something that is too wonderful for me. There is something that's I do not understand. The eagle doesn't stress itself in flying. It understands the importance of timing and the importance of seasons and air currents. And so the eagle knows that, considering its, its size, if it were to flap its wings like the crow, it will expend too much energy. But it also knows that there is a timing that is right. And a season of acceptance. And so the eagle will patiently wait and put out the head and test the strength of the wind current and the warmth of the wind current. If it is not good, the eagle will wait. But when the current is right, the storm that scares other people, the eagle flies right into the storm. The only time the eagle flaps its wings is when it's heading into the storm. But when it gets into the storm with the right wind current propelling it, it only opens its wingspan and literally floats. The wingspan of the eagle is about 90 inches. And so it spreads out its wings and allows the wind current to carry it. Friends, understand that the place that god is taking you it will not be by might it will not be by your own strength it will be by the wind of the spirit it will by the strength that comes from above and so when you allow god's timing and you allow god's season and you open up your arms in surrender to him what ordinarily should I have done with so much strength because God is carrying you, you seem to be moving effortlessly. And people say, how do you do it? You say, it is not by my own strength. Something from above is just pushing me on this journey. And so you touch something and you conquer it. You touch another thing and you conquer it. And they say, how did you do it? The spirit of the Lord will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. May the wind of God carry somebody to the next level. May somebody just allow God stop struggling, stop fighting, stop arguing. Just open up your wings and allow the wind of God's spirit to take you to the next level. In this very competitive field, you can't make it by your own strength. Arrows are being thrown at you. Statements are being made against you. The ground you are you've taken already, people are fighting you for it. But just open up your wings and allow the spirit of God. Somebody is rising in this season. Somebody is lifting yourself up beyond where you have always been, flying at a new altitude. May the grace of God be available to you. May the strength of God be available to you. May the enablement of Jehovah propel you beyond where your strength could have taken you hallelujah effortless without struggle the eagle literally rises to 10,000 feet just by preserving energy and spreading the wings somebody will break records in this season divine wisdom and understanding will make somebody rise up without struggle In that same thing everybody is trying to do, a certain understanding you cannot explain will help you to lift yourself up and keep moving. Hallelujah. The fifth and final dimension of the eagle one observed today is one of the most interesting aspects of the eagle. And that is the commitment to relationship. Anytime God has prophesied about the next level, a season of acceptance he has also spoken about strategic relationships that will help you get there faster anytime god has spoken about the future in this season he's also mentioned relationships the eagle is a relationship bird in Deuteronomy 32 verse 11 and the verse 12 it says as an eagle tears up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. Now, when Moses was about to die, he called Israel together. And wanted to remind them of the faithfulness and fidelity and reliability of our God. And he chose the eagle to demonstrate the nature of God. He said, as the eagle tears up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings and taking them up, carrying them on the wings, so the Lord alone led him. And there was no foreign god with him. When you observe the life of the eagle, it's one of the few animals or birds that actually gets married. The eagle is monogamous. And so it takes relationship very seriously. And you will find out that The male eagle actually proposes. And the female eagle is flying, and the male eagle makes a proposal. But unlike the chicken, the female eagle does not accept immediately. It has to test the commitment of the male. And so it grabs a twig, a little stick from a tree, and flies out into the sky, making a loud noise, with the male in hot pursuit and then it drops the twig. Now the job of the male is to chase that twig and make sure it does not fall. And it will catch the twig and bring it back to the female. It will fly higher and will drop it again. The male has to do that exercise a number of times until the female eagle is satisfied that this man is responsible, (laughs) is committed, is serious. Before the female eagle will accept the proposal, I think that some of us need to learn from the eagle. <laughs> you don't meet somebody at lunchtime and then by supper time you say we are engaged. <laughs> Commitment—you test before you trust. Test the person's loyalty. Test the person's faith in God. Test the person's commitment. Test the attitude to work before you trust. Not just that, the the ability of God to combine love and care on one hand and discipline on the other is seen in Moses' description of the eagles raising of his children. It says it tears the nest. What does it mean? It is natural that when children get to the place where they must fly, they still want to stay in the nest because when they are in the nest, you will hunt and you will bring them food. And so the eagles, the mother eagle starts a systematic process of ejecting them. First, it will throw them out. And then when it throws them out, they rush and fly back in. And by the time they come back, it has removed the feathers and thrown them away. Then it throws them out again. By the time they come back, it has removed the twigs, the little sticks. Every time it throws them out it removes some of the comfortable beddings in the nest. By the time it gets to a point, there are tons left. And when the little birds are shaking the nest, they begin to bleed and they want to leave. And when it throws them out and they even are about to crash, when the mother does the throwing, the father is alert. If they stumble and they are about to fall, the father will dive, catch them, put them on his back and bring them back until they get to a point where they can picture a new life a new opportunity a new level and then when they are thrown out they begin to fly that is how God deals with us works with us step by step opening our eyes to the next level sometimes staring the next so we don't get too comfortable and as it throws us out we begin to believe that we too, we can fly For everything God does, there is counterfeit. Something that looks like what you are pursuing, but which will derail, divert, or mislead you. And so as God challenges you to be like the eagle, sometimes we find ourselves contradicting the behavior of the eagle and behaving like some other bird. Why did God not say, they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings like the hawk because God wanted us to mount up like the eagle but sometimes when we fail to take our place in Christ we behave like a few other birds today let's take a few minutes to look at some of these birds and why God did not choose them and why we must also not choose them and as we look at them you will see yourself sometimes in them and you will also see people around you who behave like them. But tell yourself, I refuse to settle. Number one is the parrot. The parrot is not an eagle. The parrot is that person who goes around repeating what others are saying. The parrot loves to gossip. The parrot is not original and it's not authentic. Anything you hear the parrot say is something somebody has said that they are repeating. They are reproducing what somebody else said. And so anyone can set an agenda for the parrot. Feed them with some information and without checking the truth of it, they take off from place to place telling everybody what they have heard. As they carry the story from one place to another, a parrot creates division and creates strife. Don't imitate the parrot and don't entertain the parrot. As God lifts you up, if you allow a parrot around you, the parrot will come and say, hey, have you heard? And they start the story and it's so juicy, but understand that you are an eagle. You are at an elevated place. You down and listen to have you heard the second bed you want to avoid is the nightingale the nightingale's mouth is always open you will never see a picture of a nightingale with a mouth closed it talks and sings nonstop. the nightingale is not a good listener does not understand the place of silence must always be talking And must always be singing. The dangerous thing about the nightingale is that he doesn't understand the environment is operating in the fact that as you sing, sometimes the hunter is coming and your singing will reveal where you are and the hunter will shoot you down. The nightingale sings until he dies. That represents a person who is naive. Talented, but uninformed have the talents but they didn't even know how to enter into contract and somebody sign gives them a contract and they sign it and the person chops all the money and they say the devil is a liar yes the devil is a liar but you didn't read the contract they trust everyone they don't check the person wants to do business with you you won't check you won't sign anything and you put all the money up front and then it is gone The nightingale is uninformed. The nightingale doesn't research. The nightingale will marry somebody because of mustache. They make major decisions based on very flimsy things. Do you know his house is at airport? That's all. Nothing matters. Hair, mustache, residence. Weightier matters don't feature... When the nightingale is making a decision, tell somebody, I refuse to settle. settle. Don't allow nightingales around you and refuse to be a nightingale. The third one is a crow. You can't mount up with wings like the crow. The crow is a contradiction. The crow represents double standards. This is somebody well-dressed black suit, white shirt black tie you look at them and you say this person can be CEO, this person can reach their full potential but you come near the crow and the crow eats rubbish how they look and the things they feed on don't match sometimes you meet somebody and you say wow, this person has so much to offer you come near them and you hear them talk and you are like, oh i thought what did you think (laughs) the moment they open their mouth you are disappointed the crow has everything it takes to be great but settles for rubbish tell somebody i refuse i refuse i refuse refuse to be a crow the crow would always attract opportunity but when people are about to make the commitment for no reason, they walk away. Somebody will propose to the crow and then just before the wedding, the person will pull out. What they saw, they won't tell you. But from afar, what they saw and what they saw when they came near didn't match. Great leaders like Christ have a consistent life. Their public life and their private life are the same. May that be your story. May that be your story. May you be consistent within and without. What you see is what you get. The fourth bed we want to beware of is the duck. Very nice bed. But the duck only swims in shallow waters. The duck is not deep. The duck will never venture into the deep. Doesn't listen to any big dream. Doesn't want to venture into anything strong, anything powerful. When you share a big dream, they say, hey, I beg you, you go, eh? You are the ones who are called. Psalm 107 verse 23 and 24. It says those who go down in ships, who do business in deep waters great waters it is they who see the wonders of our God the greatness of our God and his wonders in the deep there is a certain level of God's blessing you can't catch it in the shallow waters the duck likes to remain in his comfort zone as for me I don't like trouble I don't want anything to disturb me so they are full of activity activity but no results. Very busy, but always around the shallow waters. Tell somebody I refuse to be a duck. The fifth bird you want to avoid is a turkey. See a turkey and make a small sound. It will amplify the sound ten times. But it will not move turkeys are big talkers we want volunteers to go and do this count me in, before you even finish, count me in they will sign they will, they will offer themselves but they won't do it when Christ talked about the son who said he will go and didn't go, he was talking about the turkey big talker non-performance the turkey has the promise and fail mentality it will give you great hope. Very visible all over the place, but hardly functional. May that not be a story. Tell somebody I refuse to be a turkey. The sixth bed is a vulture. The vulture has some similarities to the crow, but the difference with the vulture is that it doesn't pretend to look nice. Unlike the crow that looks nice from afar, the vulture looks ugly. But the vulture is a scavenger that resides permanently on the rubbish dump. And the thing about the vulture is that it feeds on dead and rotten things. These are people who focus on the negatives of life, on your past failures the vulture will never move. Even when something is forgiven, the vulture will not forget it. The vulture has what they call negative or catabolic energy. It is energized by bad news. When they hear somebody's in trouble, they say, ah! I told you. I told you. The vulture enjoys bad news. The vulture will make time to look for somebody about to get married and say, I, I, I don't know if anybody told you, but you know, we see 10 years ago. Then they start telling you about your fiancé's past and they break the story down in chapters and verses. By the time they finish, your heart has sunk. The vulture always wants to remind you of where you came from. Do you remember where you came from? And God has moved on with you from glory to glory to glory. And the vulture is at pains to remind you that you were nobody. Somebody has forgiven somebody. And the vulture wants to remind the person who forgives about what this person did to you. The vulture mentality focuses on the things that are dead. Staring them up again. Reminding you of them. And so the vulture cannot also forgive itself. Even when they make a mistake, and even when they sin against God and God forgives them, the vulture is always remembering what they did five years ago and how unacceptable it is. Friends, in our walk with God, we will make mistakes. We will sometimes fall, but as the grace of God lifts us up, let's look ahead into the future and not get caught in the past. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but for some of us, our past is very shameful There were things we did that are not nice and you don't even want to hear again. The vulture will want to take you back but let God keep lifting you up. Yes, we will look back and thank God but we will not look back and be held in regret and blame and refuse to move forward because of our past. The grace of God has lifted you up. Don't let somebody take you back into your past. The last but one bed we will look at is the peacock. The peacock sees only three people in life three very important people I me and myself in the Peacock's book only one person does the work it is arrogant it is self-centered it loves to show off its assets and is happy when it's at the center of attention In the group, the peacock wants everyone to notice their beauty, their height, their family name, their position, and they will do anything for that to be recognized. Look at the social media page of the peacock and they exaggerate their accomplishments, their experiences, and their attributes. The whole world must revolve around them. If they are the ones at the center everything is on course if somebody else is being celebrated they are not in a good mood they are not interested they feel sad they feel left out in the peacock's book the world is only great if they are the ones being celebrated rejoice with them that rejoice rejoice when other people are blessed rejoice when others are celebrated Because your time will come. The last bird God did not mention that we should mount up with wings as is the ostrich. The ostrich is the closest competition to the eagle as the king of birds. The ostrich is the largest living bird and can grow to a height of six to eight feet taller than myself and a weight of 300 pounds the ostrich is the fastest animal on two legs or bird on two legs and can run up to 65 kilometers an hour with all these attributes you will imagine that if the ostrich took off at that speed it will accomplish great things but that is where the story of the ostrich ends so much potential at one level of their lives they have exceeded the limit at one level but god wants to lift them to another level and they are stuck at this level unrealized potential there is so much they can do but they can't lift themselves above one achievement can not lift themselves up above one level may somebody catch a vision May somebody catch a dream that, yes, at this level, you've been excellent, but there is something higher, something more powerful, something more beautiful that God is calling you to. The ostrich has unrealized potential. It can be, but it never becomes. May that not be your story. May the grace of God enable somebody to rise. May strength come into your wings, and may you rise up without effort and begin to fly like the eagle. May you build your nest on the crag of the rock. And may the God who has brought you this far lift you up, rising from glory to glory. And may he make your life beautiful.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.ocran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com